incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 69 of the latest PS5. I'm your host, Sonny Sangera, and everything's fallen into place for episode 69. Because <laughs> I'm joined by Mr. Fifty Shades himself this week, Asim Tanvir. How you doing, Asim? <laughs> Fifty Shades and 69. <laughs> what are you doing here, mate? Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing good and really happy to, to be on latest the latest ps5 podcast uh, i mean i listen to it regularly you know i uh i go on my like walks or my runs and i listen to it so it, it's, it's 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 part of my life so <laughs> need to be on the podcast the main podcast uh sad that i, I can't be on when alex is on as well but mm. um uh, I'll, I'll try not to mess up uh too badly in his absence yeah well listeners as i mentioned last week when i recorded by myself while driving because scheduling was crazy um alex is a bit under the weather this week but as I said last week, we'll always try and get an alternative on. And we've got industry veteran Asim here as well. And Asim, it's okay. Alex um, <laughs> isn't here, but he would only be here to admit that he's shit at Tekken. So you don't have to worry about uh, that I'm shit Tekken player. But I mean, listeners, you're aware we're going to go through all the latest news. We've got some extra letters this week that uh, Asim is going to help me answer. But before we get into all that, Asim, what you been playing over the last week or two? <laughs> I've been playing mostly Deathloop. Um, mm. I finished finished the story, which was uh, oh, it was it was great. What game? Um, I think it's my favorite PS5 game so far. I'd mm. say um, probably up there with Miles Morales. I think uh, my favorite favorite one. Like Ratchet was great as well, but like in terms of like um, something like fresh and brand new, like a new IP. Um, mm. I really like it i like the the game design is like it's like wonderfully intricate in terms of like you learn more of the story and the game mechanics as you're playing it's like you're learning even like towards the end you know mm, definitely. Uh, in terms of like how the game progresses and how the story progresses uh and i also invaded you once as well which you didn't know yeah. Yeah, i know i, know <laughs> I killed you i killed you then, then i totally forgot that um cult has two lives i was like oh yeah i can just chill around now yeah yeah cool <laughs> And then you come from behind and bam! And, and I think I, I think you, I, you shot me, and then I fell off the building and killed myself. <laughs> that was it. Like you know, same thing. Snap! I finished Deathloop today. Yeah, uh, I finished it earlier today. Um, great game, great experience, very unique. Uh, my only critique about the game is I wish they padded out the ending. I know there's different endings, but yeah. it, like you know, uh, no spoilers. But the ending I got, I think, is the best one um that you could get if you think about it but uh it just needs to be padded out more but then it would have been weird because you've barely had it's only in-game scenes and comic like scenes not actual like full-blown cutscenes. So it would have been weird to have a cutscene, yeah. but it would have been cool like dishonored too how they kind of show you yeah. in like moving stills about what happened down the line you know it would have been nice like that but love the game and dude oh Great my game. god the combat the combat like, is fantastic stunning yeah. isn't it but before we move on then so what was your uh slabs choice oh, you know what i mean yeah, so I mean, what were you picking my play style is stealth being a metal gear fan so i uh, went with um what did i go with? i went with shift yeah uh, and nexus most of the time and then i had mm -hmm. a my i only went loud uh, if i had to 
So mm-hmm. my weapon of choice was a silenced pistol. Um, so basically, I use a nexus to like basically tag enemies together, and I had this like the upgrades uh, upgrades on it that basically linked enemies together. Mm. Um, so I'd basically tag enemies with, like going into a section, and then just like pop one's head, and they like fall forward go down, <laughs> and then shift across to like another area. So yeah, I try to go and do like the Metal Gear approach, but there are there are some parts where you have to go loud in certain in certain um, on certain maps. Mm-hmm. black reef um but even that's fun like with the weapons you have like the shotgun uh i think i had on me as well and then i had um one of the rifles as well um but yeah those were my those are my go-to stealth style was my my play but it's really cool the way you can obviously customize pretty much how you want to play in terms of like the slabs not even the slabs like the the character trinkets as well and the weapon trinkets you can customize it to your to your play style um which is amazing and you can do that up until because you keep getting the trinkets mm-hmm. so you can do that as long as you you know as long as you're playing like you can obviously like we've done the main story but there's still so much to do alongside the main story as well which is another i think i might go back to it at some point and like just like like wander around and try to learn more about uh the story and the characters as well but yeah uh yeah superb superb game yeah, definitely. I'm the same, uh, very stealth. So, and, and I listened to you because you were a bit further ahead um, yeah. from when I started and you said get oh, the yeah. Nexus. Nexus and yeah. I was like, the Nexus ain't all that. And then I upgraded it and I was like, oh no, the Nexus is that. So I was the same. <laughs> I was Shift, I was Nexus and uh, I was using the, uh, I had weapons, but I always kept trying to use the sword. Um, you know what I mean I was just like I'm going ultra MTS (laughs) you know and it it got to the point where it's just amazing it's such a great game highly recommended for um, listeners if you haven't played Deathloop play it word of caution it does hold your hand for like two three hours and then it just drops you in it and you kind of wish it was holding your hand again just then (laughs) then it clicks it clicks and you kind of get what you're doing like right I've got it I know what I'm doing and then it's just an amazing experience. Um, anything else before we move on? You've been playing uh, anything else? Anything else I've been playing? Uh, what did I play? I'm playing a bit of FIFA 22 now that mm-hmm. has launched. Um, I haven't like delved properly into like anything. I've just played a few like normal matches. I will probably start some like ultimate team, maybe or crew mode, but um, enjoying that so far. Uh, I know the battle, as we're recording the Battlefield 2042 beta has started. I downloaded it, haven't had a chance to play it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will at some point, and now I've got Alan Wake waiting for me as well, which I'm going to look to play at some point. There's so many games. It so is, you games. know, we've gone through a dry summer, as people <laughs> say, and there is loads. Like I was looking, and I had a look at the trophy list. I think I only needed like another 13 or 14 for Deathloop. I think you can just get a lot as you play yeah. through the game, yeah. anyway. Yeah. And I was like, I can actually platinum this, yeah. but then I just thought to myself, okay, I've got a platinum this. I've got. I want to play Alan Wake. I want to play um, Kenna. I want to play Jet the Far Shore. So, and I was like, that's all before like the Call of Duty game comes out. And every, I was like, yeah, I ain't got time for platinum this. I've got to move on. Guardians. There's so many. There's so many. But okay. uh, So that's great to know. And obviously, we both know we're going on to Alan Wake next. Let's hope (laughs) we can't invade each other's game on that one because we'll just keep (laughs) screwing each other. But we'll move on to the news. Uh, there's quite a bit of news to get through this week. It's not as jam-packed as last week, which had a great diverse lineup of news. Um, but we'll start with number one, Asim. And it's becoming a common trend here in the UK. And that was the PS5 was once again the yep. best-selling console in the UK market. 
more stock was shipped into the market thanks to the launches of Deathloop and a week before the launch of FIFA 22, which obviously launched on October 1st, but there was plenty of stock beforehand. Yeah. And it wasn't just a PS5 that benefited from extra shipments of stock coming in in anticipation for FIFA. The Xbox Series models also saw an increase in stock replenishment, which helped it finish second and the Switch in third. The Switch also saw sales increases after its official £20 price drop, drop came into effect at UK retail. Now, that's crazy to think that both PS5 and both the Xbox Series models were able to finish above the Switch, which is like yeah. a juggernaut train anyway, and had a £20 price drop. It kind of shows you the power of, let's be honest, there is a lot of games coming out, but everyone's anticipating FIFA, aren't they? You know, they're buying consoles and Sony and Microsoft knew flood the market as much as we can the week before FIFA comes out because then people are ready for FIFA, aren't they? Yeah, no, of course. No, FIFA's going to... It's going to shift consoles, especially the new consoles, if people are still waiting for them. Uh, I saw, obviously, PS5, uh, I've seen stock coming at, like, Argos. Like, you know, I go from my Twitter feed, people are linking out to, like, Amazon or Argos or I think Smith's as well. Uh, Smith's toys here in the UK are doing, like, pre-orders in-store as well. So it seems like getting back to some, not normal, but, like, um, you can't just, like, go into a shop and buy one. But... Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you if you are looking for one and they are in stock, you you can probably it's probably slightly easier to get one at this point. Um, and especially with FIFA, like I said, it makes sense for uh, both Microsoft and Sony to you know flood the market with FIFA 22 out there. Um, and yeah, it's kind of not too surprising to see the series models in there as well because I, I saw again in the UK, game here are doing like a Series S deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get it for 100, I think 140 something pounds with FIFA if you trading like an older console uh so you could probably like maybe next week uh like like when you go through the sales that might have an impact on something um but yeah fifa as we know being in this industry for so long is mm-hmm. gonna sell consoles uh so it absolutely makes sense but the switch i think the switch will probably see a rise with the oled model uh i i know you are not a fan of the oled model but no I, gonna... i'm not a fan i mean i'm not a fan in a sense of i just do it in a jokey way i i'm just more <laughs> kind of fed up the way that there's a lot of times that nintendo take their hardcore fan base for granted and just take the money like i get it It, i mean if this oled came out was the same price and everything i wouldn't have a problem the fact that it's more and don't get me wrong i read the reviews the big difference is obviously when it's portable it looks stunning it looks amazing which is great and which is what you want especially if you're going to do it outdoor but i just think that had they they should have done it as a grace like we're going to do it the same price you know um but they're smart they know what they're doing and um it's going to be an amazing piece of kit when it comes out you know i mean they've timed it with the launch of metroid dread as well so that probably shifted Mm. a few consoles uh people looking to pick up metroid so yeah it it yeah i imagine the switch will uh you know it'll be a bit higher next week maybe let's see and i always say uh every week uh every every console's winning in their own sort of oh, yeah, challenge on what they want to do yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah, if yeah. you want playstation you've got it it's breaking records if you want xbox you can get it it's breaking records if you want a 720p handheld you've got it it's breaking records. <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking i had alex to just probably, <laughs> alex will be like no i'm joking alex i'm joking you, you get 1080 docs sometimes you know what i mean but <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, in regards to accessories, as is always the case, even if there isn't stock, the DualSense controller is the best-selling accessory for the month, and the Pulse headset was number three. Now, what's really interesting is that every single month since launch, with the exception of one, the DualSense has been the number one controller. It makes me think, 
the hell are people playing in two player? And then I thought, oh wait, FIFA. FIFA, yeah, <laughs> from last year to this yeah, year, you know, exactly, yeah, yeah, makes sense. absolutely crazy. Um, speaking of crazy, Asim, number two, you know, we talk about games that get cancelled that people are hyped for, Scalebound or something else, or projects that we hear like you know Bioshock Tactics that was going to come out on the Vita. Things like that. We were all excited, but this one is earth shattering, you know, <laughs> as this cancellation has occurred. And it's it's divine. It's it's a part of the gaming industry. And, and that's longtime PS3 exclusive agent from Rockstar has finally been removed from the developer's website. Wow. Now, for listeners who are thinking, what what are they on about? Uh, it was initially announced at E3 2000. <laughs> by then President Jack Tretton, Jackie Drennan. It was developed to be a PS3 exclusive and it was never removed from Rockstar's website. And it was even trademark renewed over the years, but it's officially been taken off Rockstar's website. I mean, Agent, yeah. we never even saw anything. We just saw a logo, Nothing. didn't we? Nothing, yeah. I remember I remember that E3 as well, yeah. There was a bit, kind of a big deal made about it. Um, but, you know, again, being in the industry um, for as long as we've had, we probably, you know, things get greenlit um and you know sometimes think things go the other way i mean they haven't from what i've seen they haven't put out like an official statement or anything but mm-hmm. maybe it's like a pre a precursor to something coming out uh, officially to just, just like give an update on the project or maybe it's turned into something else you know you never mm-hmm. know um industry yeah sometimes people like people on the outside don't know what's going on backwards in terms of like a bit like not backwards like behind the scenes Mm-hmm. Uh, at like so many developers and publishers, etc. So there probably is a story behind this. Uh, whether we'll, well, whether we'll hear it or not, let's see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, um, I think it was uh, a deal, maybe set because this all came after the DLCs for GTA Four. Yeah, you know, so people were thinking that okay, uh, they had a contracted agreement with Sony on PS2, and then obviously coming into PS3, Microsoft paid a wad to you know seize that and then rockstar like okay sony will do this and then nothing ever happened of it right but um i think that is the only thing that would come back that would actually be bigger than the god of war bigger (laughs) than uh the last guardian or final fantasy 7 remake because if we sat there at that last sony showcase and the final game came up and it was agent with gameplay on ps that would be "Ah!" be insane Yeah. yeah but yeah it's uh no more we can officially say it's gone as we all could have done at you know but probably 2012 we were like yeah this is not happening yeah. but yeah there you go um but we'll move on from that one uh number three asim and this one's close to home for you specifically sie london studio is officially staffing up for its next project which sounds like it's going to be an online ps5 game yeah. has multiple job openings that are now available so the British developer is looking for a lead character artist, lead online programmer, lead technical artist, procedural tech artist, AI programmer, senior level, and mission designer. Now, SIE London, obviously a lot of people uh, across the pond will be probably thinking, who? Um, <laughs> but to give you an idea, they developed This Is Football, which was a big football game back in the PlayStation 1 days. They did SingStar, they did iToy. Everyone remembers Wonderbook and that E3 yeah. presentation. <laughs> <laughs> but more recently, obviously, PSVR Worlds and Blood and Truth, which was an absolutely stunning VR game. Um, it's interesting, though, Asim, because 
if you look at Sony from a first and second party studio perspective, you have Fire Sprite, which have two projects on the go. Yeah. Naughty Dog, which is doing factions. You have Gorilla, which apparently is doing Forbidden West and an online project yeah, because they've been that. hiring online yeah. uh, personnel. And then you have Deviation Games, which was a new studio, which was set up by ex um, Treyarch Infinity Ward people who talked about an online game. It seems yeah. like Sony are really looking to ramp up on the online side of things, what's your thoughts? It's, it, I mean, it makes sense from a business point of view. It, it obviously makes sense. Uh, if you've got an online game, then it brings in consistent revenue uh, and it brings in, um, you know, consistent players to your game. But I guess the key is, you know, the quality of the game at the end of the day. Um, uh, if it's going to be, if it's going to be online, uh, I mean, going by what SIE London studio have done before, did they, did, were they, no, it was SIE Soho, which is kind of get London, I guess. They did Getaway as well, right? Did they, they were part of Getaway as well? Is that correct? Uh, right, I think they... This is oh, your PlayStation no. question. There you go. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't them. Um, they did uh, Gangs of London. Gangs of London. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Getaway was Soho yeah. Studio. Soho. Yeah, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if they're, if, you know, if they it seems like, you know, from their history, this is football, SingStar, I throw maybe... I mean, it's just speculation at this point to see kind of what type of online game they're doing, but they kind of focus more on, I guess, not those high big budget AAA experiences. They kind of focus on those kind of like bit more bit more niche experiences from their history. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's kind of like something similar in the vein of like, because uh, obviously like like we might laugh at it or, you know, kind of, kind of our crowd might laugh at it, but SingStar was huge for, you know, for Sony. Huge. It was huge. Um, so maybe huge. something... Something like kind of like I wouldn't say like a maybe a musical type game that has an online aspect to it, or kind of a maybe even iToy was relatively big. I, I, I know like we again we laugh about Wonderbook and kind of how that you know, but it was a it was a great idea. It was a great concept. Mm. Um, it just didn't come to fruition like most people thought it would. So, I mean, yeah, I, speculation will be rife in terms of exactly what type of game they're working on. But I see it personally just based by their history less so maybe like a big budget triple a game more like a i guess a consistent experience based on kind of what they've done before um maybe an online sing star we can you know do some karaoke online well it's <laughs> funny because obviously based on my history in the industry sing star was the catalyst for what eventually became just dance you yeah, know true. and yeah. sing star was a multi-million seller it was huge and it was just different and it got me thinking as you were talking can you imagine if there was like an online buzz game like yeah. a quiz game or yeah. something but it's online you're playing other people and you, you, you're playing can and you, you want to go yeah. we're all in a squid game world let's just stick to that imagine if you could play and put your psn credit on the line you know what I mean? like sony are looking at gambling and stuff right that'd be pretty fun you know like it'd be really cool or you put trophies on the line and you lose trophies that, that it's crazy be, you know what i mean yeah. that would make me sweat more than the playstation network credit if i was losing trophies yeah. but yeah. um I would say as well, it's quite interesting because I think if there was ever one weakness in Sony's, you know, chamber, it would be online. You know, I mean, Microsoft have Halo, you know, Nintendo do really, really well with Smash and things like that and Splatoon online. I just think with Sony, I mean, they get the occasional hit, but they don't have that big That's right. You no know, thing that they're known for. I mean, we, we all remember Mag, uh, very innovative <laughs> at the time, but, you know, 
all they had to do was close ranks and they would have created the first Fortnite, but they didn't. Yeah, they kept yeah. the map wide open. But True. I look at the popularity of factions when that first came out with the original Last of Us game, and you can see that Sony are like, right, we're going to make that huge, we're going to make that bigger, uh, and that's why factions isn't a part of The Last of Us 2. And then you look at the really popular Ghost of Tsushima Legends. I mean, that, I've, I haven't heard a negative thing about that mode, yeah, and they're really adding good. to it, yeah. and it, it sounds like it's great. And you know, if rumors are to believed that um, there's a separate team apparently working on Horizon Forbidden West multiplayer as well, which will be separate from the core game. Yeah, yeah it seems that Sony really just want to hit one, you know, and it'll be really, really interesting. Um, question for you then before we move on. If based on the current IP, one that would stick and be huge, which one would you want it to be? Oh, based on a current IP. Oh, wow. Um Oof. That that's a, that's a, you put me on the spot. Um, I told you that's what's gonna happen. If you had to think, like for me, I think it would be really like obviously I would love to them to bring back um something, but I think if they did a Horizon multiplayer, but if you think about it, Horizon could be set up online like Monster Hunter World with the mechs and yeah, things like true. that. But yeah, imagine yeah. the mechs like flying and you're working together to think, how do you That'd get onto this glint hawk? And then crazy. you're all, you know, it'd be crazy. It'd be something different to the usual, you know, killing and things like yeah. that. But a mode where it was similar to Monster Hunter World and the mechs were in the game and you were working as a team to take them down because the weapons in Horizon were absolutely stunning, you know, yeah. and those mech dinosaurs were unbelievable. So, yeah, I would love that. What about you? I mean, thinking about it now, like I, I still, and I, I remember, I think you talked about it in maybe the last last podcast or previous. But I'd love to see Resistance online oh, come back. Um, what I, I know the first one kind of divided people, but the especially the third one is actually one of my favorite like first person shooters. It was so good. Like story was good, um, and even like the online by that point was you know I played it quite regularly actually online. Mm. Um, it was fun. Like you know insomniac um it wasn't insomniac right am i right insomniac yeah it was insomniac yeah because yeah. they, they had the crazy guns so it has to be insomniac um mm. yeah like the guns were like unique and it kind of added a different dimension to online play um so i'd love personally to see a resistance come back and uh kind of as you said like xbox have their flagship online franchise in halo uh and obviously it's free to play so it's going to bring in a a massive audience so i think sony are probably looking at that thinking we need a flag you're right they do the triple a single player story stuff fantastically well but they don't have that one online game that you think of like you can't probably think in your head like playstation online is there a game they have the third party stuff obviously like you know that that is yeah, online yeah. etc but there's no like playstation published and developed online game that you think of like yeah that's that's how i'd sum them up so yeah it would be good to good to have something but but it seems like you know from all the studios you mentioned great they 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 are going down that route and it seems like you know all of those studios offer a, um you know quality games you know you know given their past so hopefully that transitions across to whatever they're producing online yeah it'll be exciting to see what they're doing as well and we'll keep an eye on that one and bring it first on this show as well so we'll move on to number four this one's close to the heart and it's a dagger. I don't give a shit about the PS3, but it's the other one I care about. Sony has announced PS3 and PS Vita users will no longer be able to use a credit card, debit card to make purchases or add funds to their wallet via the PlayStation Store from October 27th, 2021. 
An official statement was released by Sony, which read, from 27th of October, 2021, you will no longer be able to use credit or debit card or payment methods such as PayPal to buy digital content or add funds to your wallet when visiting PlayStation Store on your PS3 console or PS Vita system. To buy digital content for your PS3 console or PS Vita system, you must first add sufficient funds to your wallet on PlayStation Store. You can add funds by redeeming a PlayStation Store gift card or using a credit or debit card, PayPal, or other available payment method via a desktop computer, mobile device, PS4 console, or PS5 console. Yeah, okay, that's fine. You can't do purchase. You can still do it on a PlayStation Store card, but it's more like, ah, oh, you're hurting the Vita. You know what I mean? <laughs> the problem that Sony have with handhelds, they're just too ahead of their time when they do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Vita was a stunning machine and as i say to alex so many times on the previous shows i remember before the vita had come out that when we got the kits into uh, where i used to work there used to be a hdmi output and that was initially supposed to be in the final design where you could hook it up to your tv and you could play with the dual sense controller and then no they didn't even tell anybody if you go back to the launch games the third party games like rayman legends and that had an option where you could play out and they didn't tell anyone it was just yeah crazy but i mean did you have a vita and yeah yeah and what were the games that you i had a vita yeah i I mean at at that time i was um i was like on the other side of the industry i was like writing about games on like um on ngb which was next gen gaming blog at the time and we you know we were supported by sony so i got uh, a vita actually early for review uh with kind of all the launch titles so i had like Mm. uh was it motorsport marcy how Um, good was Virtua Tennis at launch. It was great. It was really, it was really amazing. good. It was, it was so good. So I had, I, I pretty much the whole launch lineup and like my, and like, you know, that included obviously Uncharted as well, etc. Um, And it had that shooter as well. I forgot the name. It was like a, uh, oh, it was, it was a, it was a shoot. Was it, was it a resistance type shooter? Was it like, it was, a, it was I can't remember. It was like a, it was, it was like a third person Resistance shooter. Retribution. Oh, you think of 13, no. Unit 13? Unit 13, yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it had that as well, yeah. Which was good, which was actually really good. Mm. And they're all, they're all the games showcased what the Vita was about. I just think, sadly, PlayStation and Sony themselves undersold it. They undersold mm. what it was capable of, as you mentioned. They undersold, um, you know, all the capabilities it had and, like, how it could... I mean, imagine if we had a Vita right now still existing in this ecosystem with the ps5 it'll be it'll be you know it'll be competing out there with the switch like it did oled before on a handheld mm-hmm. before the switch um you know it, it had everything you needed to need it to be to be a to be a great handheld system it just didn't get the love and attention i guess and the and eventually you know once the kind of the first party support died the third party support died as well really mm-hmm. um you know there were you know you had amazing games like persona which were first released on the Vita. So people got introduced to that series, amazing series, you know, on the Vita. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's now it's a you know a huge series in itself on like the main consoles. So you forget that sometimes. And like it was, yeah, I, I'm I'm sad I'm I'm sad it still doesn't exist in this current ecosystem. Like imagine what changes and additions they could have made to the Vita now in this current PlayStation ecosystem. It would have, it would have thrived, I think, hugely. Especially with the advancements of remote play. I mean, exactly. they yeah. they probably took the HDMI output off because somebody thought of PlayStation TV and it was like, oh my God, what's <laughs> going on here? But yeah, I remember 
Unit 13, it, it just it controlled what well, it was Zipper Interactive developed yeah, that, Zipper, and yeah, um, yeah. The, the controls were tight. Again, Rayman Legends looked like moving art it was on the Vita yeah. screen on the OLED. If you remember, uh, Killzone uh, was also on there, and yeah, I mean, the Resistance game was just waves, it was really, really poor on yeah. the Vita, yeah. but there were so many like standout games. Gravity Rush was another Gravity game Rush, that launched yeah, yeah. as well yeah. on the Vita, so. Yeah. Yeah, it felt great. It looked great. It had the two um, obvious, the dual sticks on there because the PSP only had one at the time. It had that awful back panel where you had to cramp your fingers to touch R2 and L2. Uh, it had FIFA <laughs> where you could score top corners by touching the screen. Yeah. But, you know, it, 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 was a, um, it was a great machine. It was ahead of its time. Sony just didn't go all the way with it. They could have. But it just shows that as soon as the PS4 hit, Sony dropped everything else to just focus on the success that was the PlayStation 4 at that time. And yeah, you know, Vita, Vita Island, you will forever be loved. We will miss you. Um, number five. So both Death Stranding, Director's Cut and Sackboy A Big Adventure have been made available to all PlayStation owners via a download trial period. Yeah. So what that means is you can go to um, Death Stranding, Director's Cut or Sackboy where the price is. There's three little dots on an icon. Click that and there'll be a download trial option. Once you start the download, as soon as you click it, the trial starts. So if you've got really rubbish internet, don't bother. Uh, but Sackboy is available for five hours with Death Stranding, given an extra an hour, an extra hour that'll get you that that cutscene from Kojima with six. <laughs> um, and both trials are available until October 28th. This was really pushed at the launch of PlayStation Plus, and it never really saw it that much. But yeah. it's great to see, you know, that games like this, even if they have already been launched, obviously people who are really into playing the latest things, as soon as they're out, this doesn't really matter to them. But people who maybe haven't tried Death Stranding before yeah. or Sackboy, this is great for them, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely great. And like people picking up the console for the first time, you know, going to the store, you know, if they, if they are getting a console in this period, you know, they can they can try both games out. I think it's a, I think hopefully they decide to go back on the like the whole downloading thing and then that counts as the hours. I think they mm. will eventually. I think maybe this is just something they're, obviously they're, they're trying out. Uh, but I think yeah, it, it it makes sense to like the the clock to start ticking once you start playing it. I think I think it's a bit, you know, people some people most people have good internet, let's say, but but mm. some people don't have good internet, so it might take four hours for them to download Death Stranding, and then they've got a couple of hours to play, which is like one hour of cutscene at the start, and that leaves you with like an hour to play. And mm -hmm. some people might say, you know, that's that that's more than enough to try the game out to get a feeling of the game. But I hope. I mean, maybe it might be more of a wiser choice to like start, you know, the clock ticking once you click play, but just give you like an hour or two hours mm -hmm. of like the trial instead. Uh, because I think it's, it's a great initiative. And I think more, I think more of this will be great because it kind of harks back to the days of, of like when we used to have demos in like magazines and stuff, you get to try stuff out. And even the old school times when on the PS3 and the 360, you used to have like demos come, you know, to the store first to try mm -hmm. them out it seems to be a less and less of a thing now uh so something like this uh is like i think it's great um but maybe they just need to tweak the kind of thinking around it just to give uh everyone a fair fair shake mm, definitely um it's, it's it's a great idea it's options for people to play you know try before you buy some people obviously these games are really expensive these days now as well yeah. you know so obviously it's a great opportunity um yeah hopefully it comes to more games similar to like ea i think ea play gives you 10 hours but yeah 
Yeah. It's, it's weird but games like need for speed heat and things like that they only let you you can play for 10 hours but it's impossible to finish a campaign because they cut you off from upgrading yeah to they a give you a point yeah, yeah 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 so yeah. you can only go to a certain level and you can't go any further but you still get to play for 10 hours yeah which yeah. is cool but um yeah as i mentioned it was it's not as good as last week but that's all the news for this week hopefully we get some bangers coming up over the next few years we build up to obviously dc fandom and um the Can't game wait. awards in december i know i mean before we move on quick did you see the newspaper picture for gotham knights with bruce wayne on there oh man i'm so excited i can't wait but i just want to see what suicide squad gameplay looks like you know it's yeah. going to be stunning yeah. you know definitely gonna have to get you back on to get your thoughts on gotham knights <laughs> and uh suicide squad kills of justice what a name what a name right i fucking love that name yeah. uh with that being said let's move on to the letters from the listeners so uh number one we have stephen from cheshire and he says, hey, latest PS5, great show. You make my commute to work more bearable on public transport. You have spoken about movies in the past. Which Sony IP would you want to see turned into a two and a half hour movie? <laughs> Very specific there, Stephen. But I get where you're coming at. You can't do it in 90 minutes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the one that we both would have said is already getting made into a TV show courtesy of HBO. Yeah. <laughs> so um, which Sony IP would you want to see turned into a two and a half hour movie? Now, the first thing that popped into my head as a Sony IP obviously was God of War. But then I thought to myself, well, you kind of have that with it's a bit of Gladiator meets Immortals meets all this stuff. Yeah. So I was just thinking, yeah. what Sony IP could I think? And then two came to mind. One's already happened in Resistance. That's Independence Day. <laughs> but I would just love the, you know, the the Chimera storyline and things yeah. like that. I thought that'd be cool. But the main one I want, and this is a bit effed up. Do you remember a PS3 game called Forbidden Siren? I do. I do. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and the reason yeah. I want that horror game made into a two and a half hour film because there's just nothing that's scary out at the moment, right? <laughs> Candyman was a left. There's nothing scary out. Yeah. I need to get scared. So for Pure me horror. right yeah. now, I just want absolute horror and you don't get scarier than Japanese horror. That's and Forbidden one. Siren was one freaky ass game. That's a good one. So that's my pick. What about yourself? Oh, it's interesting. I, as a fan of like Japanese culture, that Ghost of Tsushima would be great mm. as a movie, I think. Definitely. Um, um, especially, I think that if obviously the, the game itself is amazing. I think the story is amazing as well. And I think the characters, you know, if you, if you turn it into a movie, would, would actually shine uh, mm-hmm. in like a movie. Uh, it would add more depth to the characters. Although not that there isn't depth in the game, 100% is, but it would give them more of a chance to shine. You know, Jin, uh, his like relationship with his father, you know, like that, that's mentioned in the, in the game. And then his uncle and then, the you know, uh, the clans, etc., as well, and stuff like that. I think that would be um, that would be one for me that I'm looking at. Um, and then even something like um, even something like Horizon. And I, I think a lot of movies are like you know like that are post-apocalyptic. Are kind of like it's all like grey and browns, etc. Something on the big screen like that with you know with you know the studios we have that do movies you know kind of around like sci-fi and stuff and mixing mm-hmm. in stuff you know. I think Horizon would go down, go down really well uh, as a movie. 
definitely. And I think Dune will be a good example of that, you know, yeah. with large monsters and things like that. Yeah. We yeah. won't talk about the shit, ho- shit show that was the Monster Hunter movie, but still, <laughs> you know, uh, good choice. You know, I did think Horizon. I thought, man, that's, that that would be so interesting to be yeah. seen on a big screen, you know. Yeah. Um Great question, Stephen, on that one. And uh, yeah, if you've got questions like that, give us your example as well. It'll be good to hear what you guys think um, when you send in these letters. So Ali from Cleveland sent in our second letter this week. Hey, guys, fun show. I think you both need counselling for Tekken. (laughs) The, The PS5 is fast approaching its first birthday. What is your PS5 top five so far? Keep up the good work and God help us all when a new Tekken is released. God help <laughs> Alex. That's what you need to say, Ali. God help Alex. Because the same thing's going to happen as all the other Tekken's going to get his ass whooped. But, uh, great question. We are coming up to a year. I said, yeah, one year. year. Yeah. One year. So what is your PS5 top five? I cannot believe next month is a year. And in a year where we've had lockdowns, a global pandemic, chip shortages... <laughs> everything like that and yeah. it's still outselling ps4 in terms of pace it doesn't feel yeah. like that you know what i mean it's crazy but crazy yeah. yeah i mean top five for ps5 that's tricky um i are say that talking... like you said i can rank it and everything but you know what i mean <laughs> are we talking like uh first party only or are we talking like third party? anything anything on ps5 so a game yeah. that has obviously launched since ps5 has come out um that so obviously if you say something that you played on your ps5 that launched before it it doesn't count so um so i'll give you mine so fifth is demon souls and uh not because of the experience because it was very fucking stressful and you know when people say to you from a from soft game that you know, I know Blue Point did it, but it was a FromSoft, you know, yeah, game. Um, that yeah, the 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 feeling of success and jubilation when you do it, no, that does not come anywhere near the stress level <laughs> that I had in that game. So the reason though it's in my list is it really showed me that oh my god, this is a next generation of visuals, SSD speed, the 3D audio in that game. Yeah was just unbelievable or everything was on another level so from that side of things it was in that experience was amazing the gameplay can go f itself but um <laughs> i loved it you know and that's why i persevered and lost hair and broke a dual <laughs> sense playing that game you know what i mean but uh what about you what would you say your number five is Ooh, um i think number five um looking at my shelf um Shelves with you, shelves. Um, <laughs> I think does this count if I if I pick Resident Evil uh, Village? Does that uh-huh. count? Yeah, no, that count. That counts. That's that, that's in my list as well. Yeah, so I yeah. think Resident Evil Village, um, just because obviously big Resident Evil game, um, and yeah, like it showcased it used the power of the PS5. Um, mm. I mean, you know, it was released on other platforms as well. But um, you know the the visuals and like the you know that that engine from Capcom is beautiful anyway. But you know bringing it to the PS5 makes it shine even more um, mm-hmm. in terms of the the character faces, the animations, uh, the world itself. Um, yeah, it ran superbly well, and yeah, I just enjoyed the game in general as well. Mm, definitely, yeah. uh, my number four is Death Loop. 
Uh, we spoke about it at the top of the show, everything for that reason why. Fucking stunning game. It would be higher, but there's reasons why the games above it are there, which I'll go to in a bit. But what's your number yeah. four? Number four would be uh, what I, again, it's a, it, I think it released, Hitman 3. Hitman yeah. 3, I played yeah. that on the PS5. Oh, shit, I forgot about Hitman. What a Hitman. game. What a game. That one level, what a game. Yeah, the Berlin <laughs> level. I mean, for that level alone, I, I it, it would be in there. But just again, uh, it, it released on other platforms as well. But again, the the, the PS5 showed, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very much also a trial and error game. So, like, the mm-hmm. speed of the SSD, you know, was brought into account there. So, you like, if you want to go back and, you know, if because I'm, I'm those people, I'm sure you're the same. Like, if you get caught, you're like, nah, I'm restarting that checkpoint. Yep. I'm going back. has to be done. I'm going back. I'm going back. And that's, that that loading is, like, instant. Bam. You're back in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for that reason, and, like, the, I think it was, like, the China or Hong Kong level where you're going through in the rain, um, that just looks stunning on the PS5. And then, again, mm-hmm. like I said, the Berlin level, which is, you know, in the club, Wow, that just looked amazing on the PS5. Um, so yeah, that 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 takes number four for me. Yeah, that was a great game. I love yeah. that game. Uh, number three for me, as you mentioned, Resident Evil Village. Everything that you said, but the, specifically that is still to this day the best 3D audio I've heard in a game. Audio is great, absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah. stunning. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everything else you said for the reason why. If you haven't played Resident Evil Village, you need to buy a Pulse 3D headset yeah. and you need to buy that game and you need to play it because it is an experience and a half. Uh, what is your number three? My number three, again, I'm looking at my shelf, um, would be um, Ratchet and Clank. Good trick. Oh, good Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I mean, that's the PS5 exclusive. <laughs> yeah. um, incredible platformer. Um you know the again it showcase if you want one game to showcase the power of your ps5 if you're showing someone this is why you need a ps5 that's the game that i put on mm-hmm. um it looks incredible whatever kind of like you know graphical mode you're playing on it looks and plays incredibly well um and that's like you know the gameplay is like second to none like it's the you know probably one of the best platforms out there um so yeah that would be that would that would be my number three great game uh, my number two is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, a bit of everything to it. I mean, I just love the the character, the you know, the real thought process in creating the culture for people from Puerto Rico, using the language, you know, the music, the, just everything around it. And they created a game based on a, just a community, which is what Miles is, you know. He's not the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's like Harlem, and they really yeah. owned that in. And yeah, you can finish a game quick, but the game just played like Spider-Man. It was fast, it was slick, yeah. it was stunning. You know, the the powers that he has in that uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah. it pulls at your heartstrings, that it game does, man. It really, it does. really does. <laughs> not, just, not just for the obvious reasons. It's yeah. just so, so good, and the acting is stunning. And yeah. It's also high up because it was the launch game and I know you're going to mention it, so I'm going to steal your thunder, that Into the Spider-Verse filter with the suit. Oh, <laughs> I played the, the whole game with that. I'm not going to lie. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. And obviously yeah. the fact that I got to watch once I finished it, you have to play it twice to get the platinum. And I was like, yeah. I don't want to play it twice. I let, I let my son play it on the easy mode. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he actually went through the whole game and finished it. So I was really happy oh, for that. Awesome. Um, but yeah. a stunning game. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. was your number two? My number two would be exactly that. Uh, it would be, um, yeah, uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Uh, absolutely, absolutely stunning uh, for all the reasons you've just said. And like, uh, especially like, again, it was a poster child 
for like ray tracing at that time mm -hmm. at launch, you know, on the console. And it ran, obviously you could choose performance 60, but ray tracing with 30 was, you know, if you want to again, showcase your console, newly, newly bought console, that was the one game you're like, amazing. And again, yeah, story was great. Gameplay built upon everything the first game did um, and added to it. Uh, even though it was like a shorter experience, it was, it wasn't a less experience by any you know, means. It was, it was uh, on par or even better in some regards. Mm -hmm. um yeah um that would be my number two and i love that the first thing that they put you in is a boss battle you know oh, not, yeah, even, not even yeah, anything yeah, you go straight yeah. into a boss battle yeah. you're like holy shit it's a great game uh okay so i have a funny feeling our number ones are going to be the same so we're going to go three two one and then we're going to say it at the same I mean, time all right I've got, Aaron? I've got a joint one but yeah one of them is probably one that we're going to say so <laughs> okay so i'm going to say three two one and then we both say it, all right go on three two one Astrobot. Astro ah! <laughs> but mine is Astrobot with Deathloop as well. With excellent, Deathloop. excellent. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if you've grown up with PlayStation, Astrobot's your number one, hands down. Yeah. That's it. You know, it was again the first game you sat down and you could see what the Dual Sense could do. So it had all that feature to it. Oh, it's like, this yeah. I've got a PlayStation Five, but it's a nostalgia. I mean, the gameplay is just the gameplay, but it's the nostalgia of that entire game is the reason why it's the best game I've played on PS5 yeah. so far. And it was yeah. both mine and Alex's game of the year last year. And you think about how many games came out in exactly. 2020 and it, we okay. would, and that included the last of us and everything, but it was Astro bot dude, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's, um, it's very, very smart, very clever uh, in terms of its design, like the platforming side, like you talk about nostalgia, but the game itself is mm. for just from a pure gameplay standpoint and, and like um, platforming, I think they need to make a full game. We, we we need a full astrobot game like a proper game i'd pay yeah. i'd pay 70 pounds for it if they did a full, full platformer i would pay for that mm -hmm. well they could they, the, the fact that they could have i mean it was still like a three hour game yeah you could have charged yeah, yeah, a tenner for it but they were like no 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 people need free. to see this and when developers talk about how you can feel like the 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 feeling of the controller will help you judge what you're doing in a game. That is the ultimate definition of that. You know, you could feel when you were hitting the edge of things and, and oh man, that game was stunning. Yeah. I want to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't deleted it off my PS5. No, no, it's, it's still, still, on, still on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's so, so good. Um, and then obviously we mentioned Deathloop, but anything extra you got to mention on that one? No, Deathloop is just, I, I think it's the, um, I think it's the one, one like new IP, like I said, I mentioned at the start that, that again, showcases everything. The whole, the game is almost built around the mm -hmm. PlayStation's like SSD, you know, capabilities, the, the whole death loop thing and like loading up really quickly back into the next loop. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, for the reasons I mentioned before and that, yeah, it's, 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 it's there. It'd be well. really, really interesting if, at the Game Awards, Deathloop wins Game of the Year. Do Sony get up with Microsoft on that one? You know what I mean? It'll be really funny. Phil Spencer gets up with uh, Microsoft. Whoever, yeah. Finally wins a Game of the Year, and it's a Sony exclusive one that does it. You know, it, it, I want them to win it just to see Sony stand up and applaud as Phil and Arcane go up. You know what I mean? Um, it'll be really interesting. But great question, Ali. Thank you very much. Moving on to number three. Yeah, we've got a few extra letters this week. Uh, John Seven AL or John Seventy AL. He Twitter DM'd in, I'm a big trophy collector. Have you ever played a game where you had to plot out your trophy progress? For me, it was Demon Souls on PS3. After that, I was hooked. So I think he's talking about if you had to write it down on a piece of paper oh, about wow. how you were going to do the trophies and things like that. Um, has there ever been a game that you thought, you know what, I love this game, I want to get the trophies, but you had to go into detail on how to get it? Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I've... 
you probably got more platinums than me, so you you, 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 <laughs> so you can probably go first while I look at my phone and see what platinums I've got. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest there's there's been loads um, where I've actually wrote down the trophies. Obviously, I don't need to do that anymore with trophy tracking on PS5, but I've wrote down the trophies, not because I'm a trophy hunter. That's not the case, because there's so many games. If you're a trophy hunter, your OCD would go crazy because there's so (laughs) many games on my list where I'm at 80%, 90%, and I just stopped playing. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Finish with the game now. That's fine. I think the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate game was Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, which was obviously a part of the the remake collection that came to PS3. And I didn't write a page. I wrote pages because I had to write every dog tag number down and I had to mark off every oh, yeah. dog tag number and name I got yeah, yeah, I remember that. to get the trophies um, for that one. So, and a special shout out to... Uh, again, it's weird, it's Metal Gear, Metal Gear 5 which glitched on me and I was like, I give up on this oh, game. Yeah, yeah, you I'm not doing that again. But yeah. Uh, yeah, both Metal Gears. And then uh, the one I wrote out, I wrote out The Last of Us 2 trophies. Oh, and yeah. I wrote, that was a, it's always collectibles that you got to write out. Yeah. Um, and the last one would be God of War 3, uh, where I had to write the trophies out. Because a PS3, man, just to come out the game to check the trophies would take minutes. I was like, I can't do this. So I sat there, wrote it all out to make sure I knew what I was doing. So, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Last of Us Part 2, and God of War were a bit crazy for me with pages of write-downs. What about yeah. yourself? I think I'm looking through my list right now as as, as you were talking. I uh, I think one of them, so one of the most recent ones that comes to mind is uh, Mafia, uh, the Mafia remake, the Divinity Edition. Uh, yep. So I got the platinum on that. And I finished it normally first, and I had quite a lot of trophies unlocked. But then a lot of the other trophies are collectibles mm-hmm. and you have to kind of, I, I didn't write it down on paper, but I wrote it down like in, on notes on my phone, mm-hmm. like, like where I need to, like which areas I need to go and like how many <laughs> I've collected. Like, uh, so there's like the kind of like, like the comic books or these books you have to pick up. There's all these collectibles. So basically I drove driving around the whole, I drove from like area to area mm-hmm. and then I ticked like, I was like, okay, there's five here. So I've got to get five and, and I ticked them off. So I didn't kind of have to come back and do it. So I remember that of uh, the most recent. And I think in the past, probably like thinking I looked way back, Destiny 2 as well, when I platinum that. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like holy w- shit. <laughs> I didn't realize I like, platinum destiny two. I platinum or... destiny too. Yeah. I, I was a huge <laughs> like you had Nico on here. Yeah. Like he is the ultimate destiny, destiny fanboy. But uh we were playing together at that point. Uh, and yeah, he kind of I guess his 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 uh love for it kind of rubbed off on me, and I was in there like every day. And then at one point I got to like really high. I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait a sec. I can get the platinum here. So I kind of wrote down what I needed to do. And then like every evening I kind of tick off like, okay, I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. And eventually got to the, got to the platinum. But yeah, Mm. those two come to mind immediately, I think. And listeners, if you're thinking, oh, these guys are crazy. You got to think like once you get the platinum within (laughs) 10 minutes, it doesn't mean anything. It's just on your list, but it's the journey to getting it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. And the write downs are cool. Like Metal Gear Solid 2, you write in hundreds of numbers and names <laughs> down and you're crossing them off as you hold people up to get the dog tags. And sh- it's, see, it's, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I tell a story about Mafia. This was back, um, I want to say PS2. I think it was PS2 or PS3 early one. Was it Mafia 2 with the movie posters? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there was, I only needed one more to get the platinum. Uh, and it was on the top of a side of a building, which you had to jump off a bridge with a car to land on, uh, which I did. 
after about 50 attempts and there was no poster on there and it was the one that i checked my papers and everything uh, that i hadn't yeah. got and i was like why am i getting what's the first glitch on a trophy for me i um, couldn't believe yeah. it i was like this is crazy like there was hundreds of them as well so heartbreak heartbreak they do the biggest heartbreak is still metal gear the hours i put into five I remember you telling me that yeah i remember you're like oh it's glitched out it's glitched out and then when i googled it and then my heart sank well, I'd rather my wife say she cheated on me than <laughs> me read that and feel that experience again. But wasn't there I mean? like a, didn't they, wasn't that like a known bug and they updated it like in a patch? I don't know. I, I gave up at that point. Uh, well, I was fuming. No, I think you I think you were kind of screwed anyway because you, you did it. I, I think they were, they were warning people like if you're going for the platinum, like wait. Yeah. And, but yeah, obviously you did it. So you, you really listen, that. when you got a Metal Gear history like us, we don't need guides for that shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? We can do it on our own accord. So I was like, yeah, I could do this, but I wish I did check it now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great question, John. Thanks for bringing up those bad memories and good ones at the same time. <laughs> Final question of the week. Um, Henry from Edinburgh. You've spoken about fighting games and story games. What are your favorite open world games? Now, this is interesting because anything can be classed as open world if, yeah if you think too hard so let's let's go bigger as a proper open world so we're talking like gta size GTA. open world yeah. and i think i was thinking about this and i was like okay what open world games have i played and yes there is like yeah gta's Woo, excuse me things like that. i do this every week um <laughs> but i think there's one open world game for me that is on a it's on a it's in a league of its own um and that's red dead 2 it's just yeah i can't put into words how good that get it's not in my top five of all time but it's weird every time i think about it i think oh it should be in there you know what i mean um but it's just that that game the, the the visuals just the story everything the world an open world game for me it's and you know it's got to immerse you in that world it can't be a boring open world right um but that was absolutely insane like just just everything about it and it was a living breathing world right exactly it like, exactly not like it it felt like the NPCs had their own life, essentially, mm -hmm. you know. That's it. Uh, and it was yeah. just the different the different landscapes and just how yeah. stunning it looked on PS4. You know, I really, really, I, I will play that game again if they just do like a native PS5 version, you know. But um, what, what open world games come to your mind? I mean, immediately, like, uh, two come to mind and which, will, you know, probably people a lot. Like, Red Dead is up there, don't get me wrong as well. Uh, absolutely is. Um I think in terms of the worlds, um, like The Witcher Three, uh, Wild mm. Hunt is definitely up there. That never played mind. it. Like the, Can you believe world. it? I've never played it. <laughs> oh, you should play it. Like there's, well, like I think there's a PS5 pack, like an update yeah, yeah. coming soon. So you should probably. That's probably a good good time to play it because it will probably look even better than it did kind of on launch. Um, it, like the like the world is again like like you kind of mentioned with like Red Dead Two living breathing like you feel like the npcs are going about their own life mm -hmm. like like even if you weren't in the area they'd, they'd still be going along there like, like like routines and patterns and not just like you know just like walking up and down but like actually going into building buying stuff or tending to their chickens or whatever um just just that and like each location has its like distinct uh it's a distinct feel to it like you almost feel like you you know when you're going to like the the swamp like you can you know it's not just copy paste from like another area and just like darken down it's like a, it has its own look and feel to it 
-hmm. and then when you're kind of riding through on your horse uh through like the open fields that you know whether like the wind is like shaking all the like the hay and stuff about it it just looks amazing and when you go into like the hustling and bustling like cities there's like stalls and people like calling you and like they they like recognize you like oh you're Geralt the Witcher blah 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 and there's like little stories you're hearing behind it's like living breathing world is just like and like obviously the game itself is amazing Mm -hmm. but like the world is like almost a character in itself or characters in itself Mm -hmm. um i'm looking through the list while you're talking as well i'm going through my game list about what open worlds of our games have i played like i'm trying to go through what was your one say breath of the wild right (laughs) if he was here (laughs) anything nintendo you say anything (laughs) nintendo breath of the wild was a great game with an empty world but yeah anyway anyway (laughs) anyway uh what was your other one Um, another one was gta5 uh gta5 is um yeah, uh, again, we'll just, you know, we, we, you guys talk about it on pretty much every podcast. It's still selling. And <laughs> not only is the offline world great, the online world is great. Mm. You know, it has literally like, you know, it spawned, you know, um, the no, like the no pixel stuff. Like, you know, it's literally an RPG where people, online people, you know, people go online and they go on Twitch and stream it where they're playing certain characters. It's literally turned into like its own role playing game online. Mm-hmm. Um living breathing world and you know people have like there's policemen there's nurses there's you know robbers whatever you want to do it Italy offline and online it you know it's you know it's it's at that point for offline it set, set the benchmark uh, and obviously games like Witcher came along and you know kind of you know added to that um but that uh still up there I mean I guess other like mentions you can you know mention Skyrim as a world as well uh, mm. I'm not a huge huge fan of the Elder Scrolls games but Skyrim in itself was a fantastic world to like uh, kind of be in um you know I will never forget like just you know walking around and just seeing like giants pop out of nowhere like around, around the corner and they're like running away from giants and then they're, they're them hitting you and like batting you all the way across the world That's seeing crazy. dragons you know like far in the distance and like holy shit I'm not going there because I'm still level five um, <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, I mean, those ones come to mind immediately. Yeah. So it's so a shout out. I'm going through my list. So Batman Arkham City, not Arkham Knight. Arkham, Arkham City. City. Yeah, it's it's an open, it's not as big as those, but it's an open world nonetheless. But I was going to mention that, you know, I was like, yeah. does that count as an open world? I, I mean, to me it does, because it's like, mm. it, it, it was bigger because Arkham Asylum had you like confined to the yeah, asylum, yeah. obviously. But then that opened it up to the, to, you know, Gotham City, essentially. Um, so yeah. good. Yeah. And, and if you know your Batman, it was great. It was like it had homage. Everything. Had everything, yeah. Everything mm. you want. Yeah. Uh, shout out uh, Days Gone. I really like that world. Uh, That's a good one. Good uh, one just yeah, because yeah. of all the, the zombies and everything in there and stuff yeah. like that. I loved it. Uh, there's also, I'm just scrolling through here. I was looking at it a second ago. Dying Light, which was a great uh, open world, especially for parkour. And if you know the routes to get back safely yeah. at nighttime, they're the things that you obviously kept down. Far Cry 3. Loved the island, um, that one. Um, and again, it's one of the, a lot of these games you you remember the world and you like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're looking currently, you, you mentioned it earlier, Ghost of Tsushima. What a beautiful world that was, you know. And again, no load. PS4 magic load. It was like some yeah, it was crazy, voodoo, crazy. You know, yeah, absolute yeah. voodoo power to get that going. Um, you said GTA Five. I'm gonna say GTA Three because that was obviously the first introduction for me Absolutely. into an open yeah, world yeah, yeah. game. And when that bridge 
finally opened you're like <laughs> oh my god you know what i mean it was something i'm not gonna say horizon i know people are listening probably thinking horizon that world as immersive as and great as it was it frustrated me with the climbing things getting in my way <laughs> you know what i mean i was like oh, for god's sake get out of my way or can i not just climb that and things like that i'm just trying to think just looking through man there's so many games um i'm not gonna say mafia 3 uh just because i loved it but it felt like um i don't know if you remember this but the cars felt bigger than the road yeah the, the lanes car, that they yeah. drove is he kept clipping things and i was like oh, fuck's I, sake, fuck's sake. I mean yeah i mean the world was well world itself was actually quite quite intriguing but yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh spider-man obviously in miles morales same thing you can't go wrong there i'm just so i didn't realize i've played so many open world games one the, you know? one that comes to mind is, again it's I guess it's kind of GTA light in a sense, but Sleeping Dogs. I thought what that a was game! Really good. I haven't got to that S was, yet. I'm on P, but yeah, I would have said that it. Was, yeah. That was really good as well. Uh, in terms of delivering, it wasn't as big as the world, but the world it had was pretty big compared to most games. But it was yeah, again, it felt like it was like uh, kind of living, breathing, and it you know it it got the culture it was trying to portray really well as well in the world. So yeah, uh, that comes to mind as well. Yeah. Definitely. And then the last one would be if it's on here. You know what I enjoyed? Did I play it? You know what I enjoyed? Watch, like, I enjoyed it for the world more than anything else. Maybe it's because I live in London. Watch Dogs Legion as well. Um, nice. I thought that was that, that was like, that, that was quite cool. Like going again, because I live in London, like just going around like London and seeing like the landmarks and Seeing, oh yeah, I've been there, etc. Going to, going around the BFI IMAX, you know, seeing that as well there, uh, yeah, stuff like that. That was cool. But I was yeah. gonna say the last one for me would be the Getaway, just again because it was just London. realistic yeah. London on yeah. PS2. You know, yeah. um, it was great, great question, Henry. Uh, we really appreciate that. Nice to go back there. But again, listeners, if you heard any of these games that me and Asim mentioned and you haven't, and you got a couple of hundred hours free, <laughs> play them because these games, the best ones are long. The Witcher, the Witcher will take Red your life. Dead. <laughs> Skyrim, all these games, they're massive, you know. But if you want um a short, great game, Sleeping Dogs is there. I'm pretty sure you can get it for under like seven quid on the PlayStation. Oh, it's store. regularly on sale as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, stunning game. But Asim, thank you very much as well for this week for coming in, you know. And as I said, as soon as we see Gotham Knights and um <laughs> Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. I keep yeah. wanting to say Schneider Cut, and I'm like, no, it's not it's Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely get you back on to get your opinions. You're a big Batman fan, you know, and we definitely want to see what your thoughts are on that. Nah, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, listeners, thank you very much for listening. If you have any letters, you can send them into uh, the latest PS5 at gmail.com, or as most of you do, you can send us a DM on Twitter, or you can tweet us at latest PS5, or leave a comment on all the various social channels for this. If you want to talk video games with Asim, if you want to talk Batman and the upcoming gameplays from DC Fandom, you can at Asim Tanvir. The link for his handle will also be in the description of this podcast. Also, we do a separate show called My Gaming, where we get somebody on the show and we discuss their favorite games of all time. Asim was episode one for us. I'll put the link for that in this episode. It's a very interesting top five. If you uh, listen to PlayStation podcasts, if you play PlayStation, if you love PlayStation, you will have one hell of a nostalgia trip from Asim's episode, uh, Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> Ignore him. On that, that wasn't one. in the top five, by the way. It was just mentioned. It was just mentioned as a good I'm going to keep teasing. I'm going to keep teasing on that. Uh, with that being said, before we go, 
Uh, Asim, what game are you looking forward to most this side of Christmas? Oh, um, E-football update? Only joke. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about things like that here. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm, I'm, very, I'm, I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, which is out on the 26th mm. of this month, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Cause, just because I was looking forward to the Avengers as well. And that mm. kind of, I played the campaign of that. It was good, but I felt like everything else kind of held it back. The live service stuff held it back from being yeah, yeah, better yeah. than it could have been. Mm. And um, I feel like focusing on a single player story narrative with the Guardians, it, you know, universe and the characters, I think I think it'll be good. Uh, and I hope it will be good. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice, nice. I think for me, I mean, there's games that are out that I haven't played, as I mentioned, like Kenner, Jet the Far yeah. Shore and that, but sometimes you just need it. It's Call of Duty Vanguard, not for the multiplayer, yep. but for the single player campaign. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a game that looks absolutely stunning. It's loud. There's bombs. There's shit blowing up everywhere. The 3D audio, of course. 3D audio, huge <laughs> set pieces. That's all I yeah. want, you know what I mean? And I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, a lot of the big games are early next year, but until then... Obviously, we've got plenty of games to play with. Listeners, thank you very much for listening to episode 69. And if you have anything else for us, as I mentioned, all the contacts are available in the description of this podcast. Asim, as guest, you have the final say on this week's episode. <laughs> he wants to say something in football, but he's not going to do it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say um, uh, soon after the international break, Ollie out. <laughs> hashtag Ollie out on the description good night everybody